What's up, everybody? This is Kenzie from Daring to Cowboy on Instagram, and you're listening to the Stirrup Conversations podcast. As the equestrian industry continues to evolve, more questions are being raised and more focus is being placed on the welfare of our equine athletes. I'm sitting down to discuss this progression, celebrate our accomplishments, form a tighter community, and hear from people in the industry on how we can continue to better ourselves and our horses. everybody welcome back to the stirrup conversations podcast i am really excited about today's podcast i feel like i say that every time but as of today we are now entering season two of the podcast um season one i really just wanted to kind of like get stuff out there see how you guys are feeling about things and kind of work from there but since we've had 11 episodes so far and now I feel like there's kind of a rhythm and it it feels like it's it's good to go ahead and kick off season two. Season two is going to be a lot longer, but it's going to be more series based. So a lot of information is going to be coming at you guys. A lot of uh, research and kind of diving into diving into for you guys what I've been diving into for the past few years. So I'm really, really excited about that. Today is just going to kind of kick all of that off to give you guys my vision of what I'm looking to do, how I'm looking to steer this. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited and I, I say that all the time, but we're going we're gonna to get into like the gritty stuff now, which is why I started this in the first place. And I... I don't know why it took me so long to kind of like build up the courage to do that, but that's where we're going. So if you're looking for deep conversations, a lot of information, then definitely be sure to pay attention to these next series. Um, Also, you know, as always, if you guys are looking to connect outside of the podcast to keep up with what's going on with Rhea and Jess and I, you can follow um, us over on Instagram at Daring to Cowboy. A lot goes on over there. I feel like it's been kind of fun recently. Um, still kind of coming back from the hacking situation, but I so appreciate all of you guys who have stuck by me with that. It's, it means more than you know. Um, and then as always, you know, if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button click the notification bell so you never miss an episode and if you are enjoying the podcast or you know someone who would possibly be interested in what we're going to be talking about be sure to share it with your friends and family i would so appreciate it without further ado let's just jump right into this podcast where has the magic gone I want you guys to think back to when you were young. Didn't the world seem magical? Didn't it seem like anything was possible? I know for me, you know, nothing felt too hard to try or too scary. I felt like a superhero, like like at any moment the impossible could happen. 
So where did that go? And, you know, we hear this, we hear this question all the time. And as I've graduated into adulthood, you know, as much as you can be at 23, I hear this all the time. And I think maybe more so due to the field that I'm in. You know, I'm 23 and I'm telling people twice my age what to do. And as much as I'm uncomfortable in a management role, it has stretched me. It's forced me to step out of my comfort zone. The danger I found, though, is because I'm in this state of stretched, if you will, I've become less likely to step out in other areas because I'm exhausted or because my social reserves are empty or maybe even I just want to sit and kind of scroll for a while. And I think we can all, you know, at some level relate to those feelings. I think we can all relate to the fact that, you know, while we were young and experiencing the magic, we knew who we wanted to be. When people would question us, you know, we'd look right up at them and we'd smile because little did they know we were going to do it. But at some point, we became a little less sure. We began to listen to what everyone around us wanted and what other people were telling us that we wanted, what we were supposed to hold as important and somewhere along that way the the magic was shoved under the bed clothes were piled in next to it and the last of the light was snuffed out by the comforter being thrown over the bed and we didn't even realize it do you see where I'm kind of going with this this isn't just for our normal day-to-day lives this happens to us you know, as equestrians specifically as well. Things happen, you know, we aren't guaranteed safety. It's actually the other way around. We're guaranteed pain. But that's a promise outside of the equestrian world as well. For those of you who started riding when you were super little, like me, Do you remember that feeling of how easy it was to get the horses to do things? I remember hopping on my mare, Josie, um, and and I do want to talk about her more in the future, but people used to joke that we could read each other's minds. Everything was effortless. I want to possibly introduce you to an answer for why it was so easy. And some of you may already be on this wavelength, but I want to submit that when you can picture what you're asking your horse to do so clearly in your mind that you can see it happening, your horse can pick that up. Case in point, um, go back to being young and running all over the place on your horse. I know for me, I never thought twice about asking Joe to hop up on a bridge or even maneuver herself through a complicated trail. Every time I asked, she did it. And you might say, well, you just had a really good horse, which, yeah, I totally did. But I was always able to mentally picture us doing what I was asking. I also have photogenic photogenic memory so that 
that kind of helps. So I think in pictures, but you know, as a kid, I think kids see in pictures more than adults do. But I've recently heard some other trainers talking about this and how good, you know, our horses are at picking up our thoughts and intentions. So there's some other people who are, you know, backing up this train of thought. But how interesting is that? How groundbreaking is it to know that a lot of the limitations we have with our horses are actually in our own heads? So now you might be asking, Ken's, what do I do with this? Great question. Glad you asked. I've started by being mindful, by being attentive. You know, I challenge you to start observing your horse as thoroughly as they're observing you. That's their language. You know, they're they're better at reading us, truly us, than, than we are at reading ourselves because we're in our heads. We're not seeing all of the tells that we're giving off, but our horses are. The best advice I've been given is to truly do horses well. You must be willing to give up your tendencies. You have to make personal changes. The internal changes that we make are, affect our horses so so much and the more I've taken the dive into this as well as you know so many other things that I'm really excited to share with you guys the more I've thought about this whole mentality situation we have going on and I would submit that the magic that so many of us are looking for is in our horses and I think that you know along the way maybe some of you the ones like me, have poured and poured ourselves into this sport where a lot is demanded. And we do it because we love it, we love the horses, we love the challenge, but eventually we pour out so much that we start to hit the dregs of our cup. And when that's gone, the magic that we held on to so fiercely as kids is poured out, buried, burned up, whatever metaphor you want to use, but that magic is gone. And I think a lot of us have been looking for it ever since. And if you're anything like me, you can't stay away from horses. And like me, you might have tried. It only lasted a week, but there's something that pulls you back. The thing is, you know, I've realized for me is the magic is in my horses. Rian is my magic. Jess is my magic. The world feels a lot less lonely with them in it. The, the magic for, is, is that they can teach me about being fully human. It's becoming who I was before the world told me who I wanted to be. It's recapturing my freedom. It's the promise of keeping them safe if they keep me free. 
it's the unknown of what's coming, but the certainty that if I'm doing it with them, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. So what does all of this mean for you? And the beauty of this is it's an idea. So it's entirely up to you. But I would encourage you to find what fills your cup. Find out what your magic is. I challenge you to reclaim it because life is too short not to live. Not to live so full of life. As for me, if you've been active on my Instagram lately, then you've probably seen my stories about training, research, and all of that. Um, Recently, I've really dove headfirst into the balance through movement method developed by Celeste Leilani Lazarus. Um, And it's, it's absolutely amazing work. I'm going to jump into it more in the podcast, but I'd recommend you doing your own research into it because it's truly life-changing for you and for your horse. And as I've been pursuing this, I have become immensely aware that many trainers and methods promote the dysfunction we're seeing in most horses nowadays. You know, we've been conditioned to look at the dysfunction of their body and see normality. And I've decided to make it my goal to find a method, find resources to incorporate into the pillars of the balance through movement method into Rian and Jess's training. With all of that, you know, it's become quite evident that the things readily to readily available to me were are not going to seamlessly align with my vision my hope, and my now standards for them. So after many long conversations with my mom, the answer seems to be training them myself. And I I can feel everyone just cringe because I did too. But I'm going into this as furthering my horsemanship. So officially, as of this week, specifically Monday... Um, I am in classes, um, in a training program to build my skills and equip me to train confidently. I've grown up working with horses, started a few, but, um, the ones who've been around for a while know that my confidence has severely diminished since my accident. And I find myself constantly guessing everything I do. But you know, this is, this is me taking that power back. This is me reclaiming my magic, if you will. This is where I take full responsibility for my horses, for their training and our future. And it's not just a transaction with a trainer anymore. It's not just me going above and beyond on their care. Their training will be fully tailored to them and in a way that you know the environment the environment they're in will only be to promote their health you know their mental emotional and physical health to the highest degree that is my highest priority and i'm not saying that this is what you should do 
at all. Please do not just take what I'm saying and run with it. Do your own research. You know, find the thing that works for you and your horses. This is just what I feel very strongly about for me and my horses. A ton of, you know, time and thought and bouncing this off of multiple people has gone into this decision. So do do the do your own research, do your due diligence, you know. But I'm excited and I'm hopeful for the first time in a, in a really long time. But just fair warning, um, if I'm a little quieter than usual, please just know it's because I'm investing in our future. I'm doing class in the evenings after work, getting up earlier to study and work with the horses while maintaining my full-time job and other responsibilities. I'll obviously be posting to bring you guys along on the journey and obviously continuing to further the podcast, but I'm going to commit to one podcast a week for right now. But before I end this podcast, I wanted to leave you guys with one more thought. One that has been with me for a while now, and that is, you know, to truly be a leader is to have vision. And I think we see a lot of people who try to be leaders who have no vision, and it comes across fake. Um, but I know that there are people who are listening to this, and I see you as leaders in the community. I see you as leaders in your homes. Um, and I look up to a lot of you. More than you know. Um, but it's because you have vision. You know, and and a leader can picture the future in a way that people resonate with. You see a future that is attainable and proceed in humbleness, understanding, and, and with an open mind. Because here's the thing, you know, there are always going to be people who vehemently disagree with you. They're going to do everything in their power to knock you off the road you're walking because that's just humanity. But I would say that, you know, if your goal is to be of service to something, for argument's sake, let's just say ethical training, and your goal is to not just have this training or, you know, whatever you're chasing serve you, and you're doing it for as a service, then you are responsible for using your imagination to challenge what is possible. It's your responsibility to do something about what you're seeing, but only if it's not self-serving. And that's kind of why I'm throwing myself back into classes, and it's why I care so much about what kind of training Re and Jess receive, because now that I know what can happen to their bodies, it's my responsibility to make sure the training they receive is ethical and not rooted in dysfunction. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what's around the corner for us. And as always, you know, I am eternally grateful for all of you tagging along. I still don't know why, <laughs> um, but I'm grateful. So that's where my head is right now. That is why I am choosing to 
you know, kind of walk down this path with them right now while I'm throwing myself into it. Um, and I just thought, you know, I, I wanted to share that with you guys just so you guys know where I'm at. But also as far as the direction of this podcast, because like I said earlier, you know, I really want this to be educational. I want to have this this cauldron, I guess, of knowledge that is being poured into it for all of us. Um, so everything that I'm going to be presenting to you, you know, starting next week is obviously all based on science um, and a lot of time and research that I have put in, um, as well as the research of others that I have found. Um, a lot of this stuff, uh, the, the ideas have been in different articles, and I'll give you guys those articles to go look for yourself, as well as, you know, encouraging you guys to do your research, to dig as deep as I did, to put all of the pieces together. Um, but I'm really, really excited to jump into that with you guys. So thanks for listening to my rant once again. I will see you guys next week as we jump into the first series, which I'm not going to give it fully away, but it has something to do with rehabilitation. So keep an eye out for that and I will see you guys next week. Bye. I love you.